0: The Avengers are confident there will be no further attacks. Now, I don't have official word, Janet, but I would say that sounds fairly accurate considering Thor is doing The Running Man. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Heck Yeah! Comics Podcast. Heck yeah! I'm your host, David Luzader, and unfortunately, I have with me... Nick Well, ah, I, I appreciate you having the enthusiasm, despite hey. the mean hey. things I've said.
1: If the least I can live for is to be a bother to someone else, then at least I'm making a difference in someone's <laughs> life. Well, Even true. if it's antagonistic in nature.
0: It's true. Well,
1: wow. Hey, did you see on Comixology, they have like a ton of Flash comics, like all for 99 cents? I did not see this.
0: Like old so, Flash or like, new no Flash?
1: I mean, up to some of the more recent stuff, like the current Robert Venditti Van Jensen run. But I mean, Ooh. like you have all of the Brian Busoletto, Francis Manpool issues, and you have a bunch from like, uh, I didn't look too closely, there's some of the originals, like a post showcase like the, the the early '60s Barry Allen stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Flashpoint. There's you actually get Crisis on Infinite Earths for like twelve bucks.
0: Oh man, I probably should get that. Um, so you me might want to get, that.
1: jump on that. It's a book that I've been you know not wanting to drop a crap ton of money on, but still wanting to read. Well, see, so here's the thing um, though. You
0: say you say on Comixology, but I have to go through a whole process in order to get them.
1: Well, I go on Comicsology.com. It's not that big of a process. You you stay signed in. You go. They even have like a buy instantly button now now they've, they've made it as easy as possible for you apple whiners to buy your fix
0: Yep. Yeah, well actually i i mean i might buy it but also my, my issue more is i don't have a screen big enough to really justify it until i get like a ipad or something yeah
1: yeah you gotta get on that man digital con, it's it's i mean i don't care i love reading you know our, our paper
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know books but it's nice when i can just sort of like have like i have a ton of stuff downloaded on my ipad and i'll just drop my Excuse me, my backpack, and oh, I'm at work. Oh, I'm on a trip, and like, oh, look, I've got like fifty series. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. just read you, you, all in one thing.
0: You've adapted to that a lot more than I have. Yeah, I. I mean,
1: I, I'm I'm kind of a, and, and I think I take after my mom in this regard. She was always kind of like uh, on wanting to stay on the cutting edge of technology. Now, I don't. I wouldn't say that I stay quite on the edge. You know, I my laptop's five years old. My iPads three years old you know so on and so forth but mm-hmm. um definitely when especially with comics and being that i really love the media the oh my god i keep like choking it was about a pop school yeah it was um, <laughs> um delayed, you know, I, delayed I, the I, show
0: I, now it's gonna end your life <laughs> <laughs> hope it was worth it hope it was worth it nick
1: um but uh yeah i, I like you know a new way to read comics uh, it just i was like all right let me check it out um and especially with uh not that I feel like I need to give them too much press, but I do like, especially on a, it, it's great on a phone. You know, if I'm really stuck and I just really want to read a comic book, then I can, the panel-to-panel viewing's great on a phone in a pinch. But it is it is still kind of cool on a, ta- a full-size tablet, because even on a, a, like a, an iPad, a regular iPad or like a, a large Samsung tablet, it doesn't feel as as full as like a a, a full comic page. Like you feel like mm. you're you're still not quite seeing the like the 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 image ads proper size. Um, so being able to still do like the panel panels, almost like I'm watching a movie, so to speak. You know, I'm swiping, mm. swiping. It, 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 it feels is, more animated almost, but it, it's cool.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a very great way of of consuming uh, consuming the medium, and I really I, I think that Comixology has figured it out. I think. Uh, I don't know why everyone else hasn't quite got it just like they have, or why they're well, not just blatantly stealing. I know stealing.
1: The, 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 the smart panel technology, or guided view, as Comixology uh, calls it, Like they patented it, patented it, I believe. There's still ways uh, to do similar things. No, uh, there is. Like Marvel on uh, Marvel Unlimited has what they call a smart panel view, which is basically the same thing. It doesn't work as well as Comixology, um, but the, the way that Comixology has accomplished it I think is is the most effective example that I've seen thus far.
0: Absolutely. You know, they, they've
1: definitely cornered the market on digital comics, the dis- distribution. Uh, yeah, um, for, for, for the time being. For the time being, of course, of course. Um, but it's... It, one thing, I, I was reading an interview with uh, Jason Fabach, uh, and, and Jeff Johns, but specifically a comic from Jason Fabach, mm-hmm. uh, who's the, the artist on Justice League right now, was talking about how, like, I mean, he was talking about how much he loves being on the book. That it's like it's changed, you know, how far he thought he was going to go in comics mm-hmm. uh, and what he wanted to do. But also that he just kind of remarked on how, like, I spend a whole month, you know, 30 uh, more or less than, just under 30 days working on this single issue, you know, 20, 22 pages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I pour my heart into every panel, into every page. and I, And ultimately I know that, most people are only going to look at each panel like for less than 15 seconds. Hmm. So kind of taking that and, and, and bring it back to the whole guided view thing, being able to look at things from panel from panel, even though sometimes you feel like the, the full page is where it's meant, it's meant to be seen. I like being able to zoom in and, and appreciate each panel on its own because it mm-hmm. really allows you to see a lot of the detail, the line work, the thought process that went into the drawing You know mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the page.
0: No absolutely definitely uh the things that I have read from it it does draw your attention a lot more to to the individual panels, which is super great because there's certain artists that really um like their faces are so expressive or their you know their backgrounds are so detailed that really taking the time and there's some that I'll go through and i won't I won't necessarily read it again but i'll go back and i'll kind of flip through and look at the panels again because mm-hmm. there's stuff that i know like i'm I'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna get on that first go through and i'm gonna appreciate a lot more if i really look and so having the guided view does sort of force you to slow down because you're gonna read the words but you're like you know while i'm here i might as well look over the beautiful art hopefully that's right in front of me mm-hmm. uh it's good times good times but you know we good we are not getting, we're not getting uh sponsored by comiXology so that's all the free sponsorship they're getting out of us
1: we <laughs> uh, actually no one's sponsoring us marvel dc image dark horse so i mean i guess every time we do a show we're giving them free press
0: that's right we're gonna start referring to everything in vague generalities
1: the the stupendous company and the initial company.
0: No, we're gonna call them Detective Comics. Nobody will ever know what we're talking about.
1: No, they won't. Or Pictorial Comics. Pic, oh. mm-hmm. you no. Know yeah. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or what Katy can- Perry and Juicy J do comics. Is that Archie? No, Dark 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 Horse Comics. Oh yeah, no, I song, yeah, I got, I got you there. In um, Howard the Duck, I love the the scene where you see She-Hulk like singing along to the Taylor Swift song, uh-huh. where it's just like, you know. A character like she would totally have, like, Taylor Swift on her, like, exercise playlist or something.
0: Yeah, so let's, I mean, that's a great segue there. Let's go ahead and talk about, I would argue, uh, this was kind of a a week where nothing really big seemed to come out but Howard the Duck.
1: Howard, Howard the Duck, and I haven't read all my books for the week. It actually mm-hmm. was, for me, a fairly robust week. Uh, Hmm. maybe unintentionally there were books that I said I wasn't going to pick up and then ultimately did. Um, uh, One of them being The Surface by Alice Cott, uh, which I did not get to. Um, But uh, definitely Howard the Duck is probably the book most people were kind of, was on their uh, peripherals to check out this week. Mm -hmm. And it was good. It was good.
0: It was. Um, when, you know, when I first flipped open that, that first, the, the cover, um, I kind of had a moment cause they have that page that, you know, we want to introduce you to this character that you've heard about, but you don't really know a lot about. And so like, here's a little quick, little smarmy update on who he is. And I kind of had like an eye rolling moment of like, this is, this is pretty much Marvel, you know, Marvel standard at this point, where it's like each book is going to open and we're going to explain who the character is. And if we can, it's going to be funny. And it's like, not that I don't like appreciate it, but it's just like, all right, Marvel, we get it. You guys are like totally cool and creative and, and hip. But anyway,
1: you're so jaded.
0: I knew you were going to say that, but let's, let's talk (laughs) about the book, which I uh, really, really did enjoy. I really did like, and I have to say, uh, probably on, on all fronts, art, art wise, story wise, it was just hitting, hitting all the cylinders for a book about a talking duck from another dimension. It's
1: Yeah, uh, so for those who aren't in the know, the book was written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, who's more known as the artist of sex criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one half of the Matt Fraction, Chip Zdarsky team for that book, uh, which I've only really read the first couple of issues of. Um, and Joe Canonis, who uh, I mentioned previously on the show, I'm a big fan of his art. He did a Star Lord commission for me at the last year's Boston Comic Con. Um, I had asked if he would be ever be interested in coming on the show, and he said, "Sure." I have never once followed up with him about it. Uh, and
0: if I had yeah, thought or... about this
1: ahead of time, I totally should have reached out to him prior to this show to see if he would come on.
0: Yeah, you're in charge of that, so go ahead and uh, start. start putting so the maybe out. maybe
1: we'll have a follow up Howard the Duck conversation if I can ever get Joe Canonis on. I'm excited to see Joe Canonis on a regular book. I don't know mm-hmm. how many issues he's going to do, or if he's going to trade off with someone else. I know Secret Wars is coming up. You know, but uh, he's always done a lot of one offs, uh, the occasional mini series, and a bunch of covers. Um, but this is the first time where he's been assigned to a book, you know, quote unquote, indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, you know, indefinitely I, I wouldn't say Howard Duck like is my first choice to week? see him on, but the fact that I'm getting anything from him is great. And, and frankly, uh, he's in solid form on this book.
0: Mm-hmm. No, ab- Absolutely. Uh... This this is a book that I thought could have gone a little bit unbeatable. Squirrel Girl and gone just like look at how totally random we are. Oh man, he's a talking duck in the Marvel universe. Oh, Tumblr, love us. Um, oh my gosh, you're so jaded. I'm not. What I'm saying is like what I'm saying is very easily could have been an <laughs> audience. Tumblr bait. Yeah, it could have been top it could have been easily been something that was not for us. That was for the oh man, we love being so wacky crew. And it does have its very, very funny, wacky moments, and that's kind of, I think, more to the character itself. Um everything everything that was really funny was based on like but was very reined in. It wasn't just like totally crazy and like stuff's coming out of nowhere. It was just everything that was done was very in character for everybody that appeared. Um and cool. I, I cracked up several times, like out loud.
1: go oh, yeah. and and this this is the 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 next book since Ant Man number one, where they totally just nailed the humor of it all. Like mm. it was genuinely fun to me, of course. I, I can't speak for everyone. Um, what I like, though, uh, and this isn't meant to sound like a slight or anything. Um, cause I, I guess it was unexpected for me the fact that they're using, for instance, like She Hulk.
0: Um, well, She-Hulk t- actually. She-Hulk has a very long history with Howard. Oh, no, the
1: she duck. does. But the, the the current setup of She-Hulk and he. Oh my god, what's what's her her assistant's name?
0: I think uh, she gets mentioned once or twice. Well,
1: he he's the monkey and Angie. Uh, forget. Angie, 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 and he he uh, were introduced in the last She-Hulk series that Charles sold in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just fun, and I I think if I remember correctly, Howard the Duck was introduced as working in the same building that she does. Um, yeah, they do. So it actually makes sense that they would show up. It's just nice that, that in a lot of ways, this book is fresh, but it's actually relying on recent continuity, mm-hmm. like She Hulk's current circumstances. Uh, Spider Man, of course, is you know he's he's just kind of being mm-hmm. Spider Man. It what also is... t- deals with Black Cat's current circumstances. Uh-huh. Um, See, I is... it just it was it was nice that it didn't feel bogged down, but it was. Respectful of current continuity circumstances of the mm-hmm. characters that utilized, now, what I was, just thought that was really. I I wasn't expecting that, and I thought that was cool.
0: One thing this book has made me realize is that I really really enjoy Spider-Man in non-Spider-Man <laughs> books, uh, and and what I mean by that is because in those books people are typically writing Spider-Man how I want him to be written, where mm. like in his own book he has all his dramatic stuff going on and he's dealing with his love life and his bigger stuff and that's all you know that's great for people super invested in the character. But what I really like is when he shows up and he's being really smarmy and he's, you know, he's doing all these one-off jokes and he's being Peter Parker Spider-Man, you know, as, as, like, as a superhero. And I just really love, like, that first time when we see him and he's waiting for him on the roof and suddenly there's, like, these, like, Spider-Man's face is projected, like, projected around him. And he's like, oh man, I really need, you use this more often. It's my face. My face is on your body. Like, I don't know why, just, like, I can just imagine Peter Parker getting really excited about that.
1: It is great, too, because, I mean, that, you know, the, the whole uh, spider light belt thing is an established part of the character that uh, a lot of times when they're trying to play him more straight, he it's not something that he utilizes in a serious context. So, mm-hmm. uh, especially a book like this it really allows to open up, uh, to, to remind you about the the humor that Spider-Man employs. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Dan Slott's uh, Amazing Spider-Man um, hasn't, isn't humor, or the Spider-Man, the, Spider-Man's main book hasn't been humorous in a long time. It has, it, even in, in, during the course of Spider-Verse. Um, I, I would say that this book lends it to his more zany side, whereas I felt, especially in Spider-Verse, there were times where the book was funny where it really shouldn't have been. So it felt mm. it was like, oh, like wrong room, man. Um, but, but this was, this was, especially when you get to the last Spider-Man scene in the book, um, uh, which if, if you wanted to to bring up, I, I thought it was so funny.
0: Oh, the last, okay. The last Spider-Man scene in this book was the part when I definitely laughed the hardest, uh, like when they're, they're all, you know, they're running around and, um, Spider-Man is just nearby. Like who knows what Spider-Man was up to and he hears Howard the duck and it's like, oh, like I better check in and make sure nothing's happening with him. And he gets there as it's too late. And he realizes. And he starts breaking down, sobbing. And he's saying, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, I'm sorry. Uncle Ben. Oh. And I had just the idea that every time Peter Parker messes up, like, not just the big stuff. Not like, oh, no, like, Gwen Stacy died. Oh, everything's horrible. It's like, oh, like... You know, it's on par with I knocked into like a glass of milk and spilled it. Oh, Uncle Ben, I'm so sorry. <laughs> just like this, the the small stuff just makes him break down that much. It so it, it's something
1: that's, you know so intrinsic to the character that um, you know we always think is being very dramatic. So it's it's a it's a bit of a gam a gamble to to portray something, especially such a profound loss for the character and. In such a humorous way, but it, it, it really worked for the, it just took, took you off, took you off guard completely. And I was just like, okay, that was, that it's, was actually really fine.
0: It was also, it's like that book that I can never remember and we've discussed it several times where Peter Parker is God, essentially, or Spider-Man is God. Oh, and, it's like and, a
1: secret, uh, like the old secret wars book where he gets like the beyonders powers mm-hmm. and he's like omnipotent or yeah, something. And
0: every, like every page or every like couple of pages, uncle Ben dies in some fashion and like, he just brings him back to life and uh, just playing off on how, like, core that is to his character, where I feel like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. We don't make that joke with, with uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. Well, no, no, we, we can. Not. I, it's it's weird. Is there, like, a time plus, like, <laughs> is, is, is there a tragedy time plus time this, comedy thing here? Since,
1: since the 19th, late 1930s, I think like we can what, make...
0: What character can't we make jokes about dying? I guess none, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, it was well done and very funny. Um, I also really like when they first break into her, break into Black Cat's apartment, mm-hmm. and they're dressed like, uh, like pizza delivery men. And it's like, quick, the pizzas, the pizzas there to to spread out the security cats, and to distract them. It's like, so why are we wearing chef hats? I didn't understand this at all. You have gotta make the pizza before you deliver it, dummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like the scene. What I love is like this is a scene that, like I was saying, like could have been so random and crazy, and it is really random but they're addressing how weird it is yeah like, exactly like, not just
1: they're 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 explaining it and not right. just letting it speak for
0: itself like they're just being like none of this makes any sense and he's trying to justify it even though like to you know to uh this girl i forget her name and like to the audience tam, uh tammy? tammy no i think i think it was, last was tam i think it was tammy I forgot. uh I apologize for everybody who's hearing, like, me constantly, like, shifting the pages. Tara tar, Tam. Yeah, Tara. Tar, you know, Marvel tar, publishes everything on the cheapest stuff they can find. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, she, like, he's trying to justify this whole thing to her, and she's just, like, confused by it all. Also, a Larry David reference in a uh, comic book always gets me. So. Who's Larry, dude? Larry David.
1: Oh, the Larry David comment.
0: Yeah, who is he? He's trapped in a world he never made. Larry Um, David? Creator of Seinfeld, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Now, lots of great stuff about this book, but I am... I'm going to say one thing that isn't necessarily... It could be an issue in future issues. I could have worded that better. Um, Now, the reason that Howard the Duck is is coming back um, definitely is largely in part to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And his appearance at the very end of that, which I thought was really funny, uh, and I was probably the only person in my theater who laughed. Uh, the only
1: person in the theater who understood. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, and the other person who did just like kind of wept silently, George Lucas tears. Um, and so this at the end of this book, like you know the the first. Uh, I I would say like four fifths of it is just him kind of like running around on earth being a private detective and I'm really enjoying it I'm really having a lot of fun and this guy like not out of nowhere they establish him at the very beginning but this guy just comes in and interrupts everything and is like I'm here to take you to the Collector and on his way to the Collector he runs into Rocket Raccoon and I I thought they were just doing so good with what they had established and and I'm sure they'll return it back to that form but I kind of wish that they had just stayed there it's I, I, it's them going towards the direction of what the movie had done with him and established with him, and I just thought that that was a little unnecessary. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I don't know. Just the whole like, it, private detective thing was really working for me. I I, I do think
1: it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a one-off issue. I, I really think it's something where the argument would be, given his his um, inclusion in Guardians of the Galaxy, however minor. Um, it, it someone would say, oh, like why wouldn't we want to capitalize on that? So if it's for an right. issue and it's done well, if anything, I, I imagine people like Zadarsky and Kinones um, are totally going to kind of hit on that fact that like, oh, this is kind of expected, you know?
0: Yeah, they'll they'll, um, they'll probably play it off very tongue in cheek, like you know, I've been around for so long, why haven't you done this before?
1: And it gives me a chance to see Kinones actually draw Star Lord. I was
0: going to mention that. I was going to say so, you must be excited about that.
1: So I am excited about that. Um, so I, I'm definitely coming back around for Howard the Duck number two. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm really in this position where books like Ant-Man, Howard the Duck, even Unbeatable Scoreware, which I'm not necessarily following on an issue-to-issue basis, but I'm enjoying this acceptance of humor and, and ridiculousness, not necessarily randomness, but ridiculousness. You know, And I, I find that it's it's great when you can kind of step away from the secret wars and the convergences and the, the dire, dire, dire circumstances, you know, that these mm-hmm. characters have found them in trying to somehow force legitimacy when at the end of the day they're just fun and that's all that they need to be legitimate is, you know, just to have, you know, be ridiculous, be a, a talking duck, be a guy in a spider suit and just go with
0: it. Mm-hmm. Just go with it. That's kind of our motto here on the show sometimes. I feel like, it's like just, eh, just, just, go go, just go with it.
1: I also like, and I realize that he's probably jump, jumping, but when you look on the cover it shows like Spider-Man sticking to the window uh, Captain Marvel and uh, Thor flying, and then you see Hulk's legs. So if anything, like he's probably jumped, but it just kind of makes it seem like he's flying with them. Um, yeah. Oh, and there's Black Cat in the background. I didn't realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Baby Groot Tree up in the corner.
1: Again, oh man, I didn't notice that.
0: Really? That—that that was one of the first things I saw. Like, again, that's another thing that's very, like, oh man, he was in that movie. <laughs> again, you're jaded. I'm not. I'm not jaded. I'm realistic.
1: So jaded. But
0: here I am talking about how much I enjoyed this book.
1: Yeah, you're you're really struggling trying to get the words out. <clears throat> oh, shut your Just mouth.
0: Uh, what's next? yeah, uh, hey, I mean, what's jumping out to you? Um let's see uh
1: big hero six okay sure i I just i watched it last night i don't necessarily have a whole lot to say on it well Um, well, and
0: i and i actually had kind of meant to talk about it last week uh after i'd seen it which is great that we're so on top of our current movies oh yeah we both just (laughs) saw big hero six um but you know based on a marvel property what what were your thoughts? I mean, not. I mean, obviously, I think I think you and I are so far removed from that property that we are just taking the movie at its value, which is good. Exactly. Um,
1: I I know next to nothing about the comic book. Um, <clears throat> maybe I read one of the issues. I I really don't remember. Um, but I just I found the, the movie to be quite endearing and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, came out in november yeah Yeah, that's how behind we are on that one the Um, movie came out in november yeah and now it's already on dvd well um you know like the characters were fun um uh, uh, baymax of course deals the show Um, did
0: you ever watch um 30 rock
1: a little bit like half of the first season probably okay like you remember the bald guy
0: like the, the producer no. of the show. One, he's, of, the, one of the writers? He's, he's like the producer of the show. He's kind of like one of the writers, and he's always like stressed out, and his family life sucks. Anyway, vaguely, that's, vaguely. that's it's Baymax.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I, I looked at the cast list, but, um, you know, it's it, it tugs at your heartstrings. I called, I kind of predicted, you know, like the brother dying. Well,
0: everybody saw that uh, coming.
1: You know, I was like, "Oh, like you totally just didn't." Oh,
0: well, because, but well, um, because that's also something like if you watch the previews, the brother is never in it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I that's
1: true. I did actually realize that he was going to have a brother. Uh, mm-hmm. I only saw a couple of trailers, but yeah, I didn't even realize he had a brother until I saw to put the movie on. Um, the, the 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 heroes in question. Um, I guess it's one of those things where. One of the things I had to keep reminding myself, and this is, and this, I, I, I swear, I'm someone that like I truly enjoyed the film. I, I thought it was great. The right. animation was great. Some of the, the, uh, cinematography,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: was just, was just great. The way that they, you know, the place, you know, like say Baymax flying, and then the cityscape, and, uh, and the interaction between like the movement, the, the, the characters and, and their environment was just done very, very, very well. And mm-hmm. the story was fine. That the villain, uh, I, I, I would say that his His motivation was, I could see where he went from A to villainy, Mm -hmm. um, but um, it didn't, like, it wasn't very deep for me, you know, maybe for, you know, but at the same time, I've, I'm also trying to recognize that I'm an adult, this isn't meant for me, per Uh, se. See,
0: I, I actually felt kind of like his, I don't know. Oh I feel is his, his reasons for that but I, I don't know it. it made like it, it made sense to, I mean like look at what um look at what I forget what the the kid's name is even um hero uh, yeah like look at what he was willing to do like under similar circumstances they do I was
1: I was watching the uh the making of uh featurette uh, mm-hmm. after I watched the movie and they the one of the creators does draw parallels between hero and the villain mm-hmm. um they, I guessed who the villain was like two seconds before he revealed himself. Um, I I guess I, guess I, I figure it, it's, to me, it's predictable. But again, like one of the things I reminded myself, and it, it kind of made me appreciate the fact that this is something that like my my nephews have seen, mm-hmm. uh, and they love it. And for them, this is new, this is fresh, this is dangerous, this is daring. Um, and with that, with that perspective, I think it's a great entry into superheroics. Uh, into fun crazy ridiculous worlds um and it's it it, it is just a, a well done production i you know the, the the other big hero characters i didn't really like fred the 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 guy who puts on the monster suit mm-hmm. um i just i realized that i just i really don't have any affection for man children characters anymore yeah okay. so it's, it's it's hard it's hard jaded. watching jaded what jaded yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that particular respect, yes. Um, but I mean, I, I basically I liked all of the other characters. They they're all like the, the movie didn't necessarily have time to explore all of them in depth, so they they really kind of put their archetypal archetypal um, personalities on display mm-hmm. more than anything. But they were fun. Like I didn't they didn't really detract from the film at all. I guess. And it's on one hand, it was kind of a great compromise. To call it like San Francisco or whatever San Francisco, mm-hmm. or something you actually, like that. did you
0: ever uh, read or hear why they decided like why they called it that?
1: Not no no no. Explain it explains. So
0: so the idea was after uh, this, you know, this great earthquake that the um, I think there actually was like an earthquake they're basing it all off, and I, and I can't recall the uh, um uh, like the actual date that this had happened. But the idea was that it, the city was rebuilt. Um, ooh. Sorry about everybody who just had to hear that. That was incredibly loud. I'm gonna close that uh, tab right there. Anyway, um, the uh, the city was rebuilt by um, you know people who already lived there and like the the Asian immigrants who were all there. And through rebuilding the city, like this coming together, you know, like the whole city was remapped and renamed, and and it became you know this this place that the two cultures really merged together into San Francisco.
1: I mean, though, and, and that's, you know, that's a, it, like I said, it, it's a, it's, that's a good way to explain it. You know, obviously this is its own world, it doesn't take place in the, any form of the Marvel universe per se. No, no, not, not at all. Um, but I guess it's one of those things where, you know, just because they were Japanese characters, it would, and, and at least the main character's name was Hiro, you know, at least he, mm-hmm. I I suppose, was being played off as Japanese or half Japanese or something. Um... I guess it would have been been cool if they could have... And I realized that it wouldn't necessarily have made it as successful at the box office if they had actually had it take place in Tokyo, futuristic or otherwise, with an all-Japanese cast. So I'm I'm trying to remember the comic book Big Hero 6. Um,
0: Silver Surfer's there, that's all I know.
1: Silver Surfer's in it. Um, I don't know how Japanese all the... uh, Actually, I think they all were Japanese. Anyway... My point, my point is, is that they, they had they. It's a it's a jet. It's not a Japanese concept. It's actually an American concept, but it's Japanese characters, and they kind of Americanized it, you know, for understandable budget or financial purposes to so that it wouldn't alienate American audiences. Mm-hmm. There's a point with what I'm trying to say. Is there? There is. Like the it like I said, the San Francisco thing is a great compromise, is a, is a smart compromise where they don't necessarily diminish the Japanese influence or mm-hmm. origins per se, um, but at the same time, it would have been nice to live in a world where they could have put it, had it based in Tokyo and have it be just as successful. Um, anyway, I like the look of the villain. Like I said, I, I mm-hmm. understood his plight, but uh, I liked the way he looked more than anything. Um, and I liked all the costumes, except for the freaking monster guy.
0: See, really, uh, I mean, his was funny enough. Um, I'm just kind of looking over now the uh, the Wikipedia entry for the comic and just seeing, like, the inspirations and, you know, what they look like comparatively, and it's, it's interesting. Um, apparently, Fred in the comic, or Fredzilla, is actually uh, someone who can transform themselves into a Godzilla-like creature. Uh, he doesn't need the suit. Um, actually, the one that I liked the least uh, was Honey Lemon, I think is what they called her.
1: Yeah, she like, threw the...
0: The girl who could throw the paintballs. See, and that's... Okay, so here's... So I, I, I did very much like the film. I really... I don't know if it was Best Animated Feature uh, worthy. I I really... Did, really it, did it win Best Picture? It did best it win Best Animated feature? feature. I really thought that um, How to Train Your Dragon 2 was incredible, And in my opinion, a better film, but whatever. Uh, I I really did enjoy Big Hero 6 a lot. It was very fun. It was funny. All the things that Nick has said previously, you know, like it tugs at your heartstrings. It, It does everything a good family movie wants you to do or wants (laughs) it does everything that you want a good family movie to do where it can cross the generation where you know little kids are going to see this and they're going to love it and they're going to be running around going like i am baymax you know for the next you know six months and as an adult you're going to you know kind of have the tears welling up and you're going to laugh at the jokes that your kids don't really get that you're they're going to watch years later and be like oh man that's so funny um I had just wished that it was a little bit longer, which I know is a really weird complaint for a kid's movie because you can't really go beyond 90 minutes uh, because you can't hold a little kid's attention um, for very long, and 90 minutes is being really generous depending on the kid. Um, But as far as, like, I just felt like when they decided to become superheroes, it was all just very sudden and, like, out of nowhere, and i would have like maybe a little bit more time on that and I, I really wanted to see their powers used a lot more there were only like two scenes in which they were actually like the superhero team and mm. each time it's like you saw everybody use theirs for about like five seconds but hey we're running out of time so we gotta like cut to the next person using their powers for five seconds and like that's it and then you know then we're gonna wrap up the film and uh alan tudyk will voice a character because apparently he lives at uh you know the studios now um but yeah who yeah, did he play i looked him up I he was um alistair he was the the guy that uh they thought was the villain that hero. oh, oh right, the, right right, yeah, yeah yeah like the really rich guy who yeah in the end creed, did nothing creed wrong or, or something like that yeah um alistair creed or whatever his name was uh but yeah a good good film um I, this is one that really i think can be in, enjoyed by everyone Um, I don't, I don't think we really need to nitpick things because like, that's just stupid for us to nitpick, uh, this movie. Uh, I mean, is it perfect? No. Is any kids movie perfect outside of the Lion King? No. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I wonder, I wonder if we'll ever see a revival of big hero six. I mean, I, if it did, it would be much closer to what we saw in the movie. Uh, but I also like don't see them doing it because the two things are so different now, and because like the the um, movie is so like kid directed. Well, I know there
1: was some quote unquote controversy controversy over um, when Disney was promo- for promoting the film and all that that they actually didn't want Marvel. To to make any big hero stuff because presumably uh, whatever big hero six books Marvel would produce would tie in with the regular Marvel universe Mm -hmm. which wouldn't be the same as the movie they could potentially then the characters wouldn't necessarily take place in San Francisco um but post Secret Wars if the Earth were left it is some kind of amalgamation of of various alternate universes kind of melded into the the single history they could kind of use that as a a backdoor to introduce the movie versions of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um so it's potential a year from now or if they decide to greenlight a sequel, we could see the characters wow. uh Marvel actually utilizing the characters. I know there was a manga made um, but through a different publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um but I know it was just this thing where like Marvel was asked not to make um any big hero six material to tie hmm. in with the
0: film well yeah I, I, i'm not even saying it like to tie in with the film i'm just saying as a direct result of the film um itself you know like these things are so popular let's let's go ahead and capitalize on it because let's be honest we're just here to make money um and looking up like i just did ahead and went like went ahead real quick and did a big hero six search in books in amazon uh and holy crap there is so much stuff based on the new stuff already.
1: Oh yeah, no, because parents are gonna, kids are gonna love it, and parents are gonna eat that up. That it cannot go without saying how huge, like the the kids' toys and books and all that industry actually is. Oh, A lot cool. of the times, these movies are vehicles. Mm-hmm. So that people will buy merchandise. And, and that's
0: and that's what people don't really realize. They're like, why do we get a Cars 2? Why do we get a Cars 2? They like get sucked so bad. Do you know how much money the Cars movie makes? A it crap is. Crap time. It is insane how much money those toys make. Like, my nephew is obsessed with Lightning McQueen or whatever the crap his name is. Lightning McQueen, yeah. And um, again, again,
1: if you're on like 4chan or Reddit or something and you hear someone bitching about how cars like don't get me wrong i'm not going to say a fan of the cars movies either but they're not meant for me mm-hmm. at best i am supposed to be able to bring my niece or nephews or or my kids or whatever and be able to at least tolerate sitting through it long enough for my for the children with me to enjoy mm-hmm. it you know and hopefully potentially you know i could enjoy it too but that's not i'm not the main the main focus of the film mm-hmm. the film's not there to appease me it's hopefully just not going to make me want to stab my eyes out while the kids enjoy it
0: yeah now like uh, like up you know it was a great film uh it was really well enjoyed by adults and kids but we're not going to ever see an up two because there's no toys coming out of it like we're getting a frozen two and all of you are rolling your eyes right now at the fact that i'm saying that but we are over a year out from frozen being released and it is still selling toys like gangbusters. Oh, my God. People are, st- are so obsessed with Frozen. Yeah. Even this, like, this, a few weeks ago, um, I saw this news story of a cop in California. Or it was somewhere, like, arresting Elsa because it's still so cold outside. Uh, you know, like, this whole staged event where they, like, they had an Elsa. This is over a year after. Like, no, no kids have an attention span that long. But for Frozen, they do. They figured yeah, it out. I don't
1: know Anna, because um, one of the one of the princesses' names is Anna, mm-hmm. um, and and my Anna works at a, a preschool, and so she gets a lot of kids that like. I, I know that they they say Anna slightly differently in the film, so a lot of the kids will like call her Anna of Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna, of they're so Arendelle. With and they're always singing the let it go song
0: like and i uh i'm really looking forward to kingdom hearts 3 but i know there's probably going to be a frozen world in it now it's just it's inevitable it's that that big but there could also
1: be a star wars in a marvel universe there
0: won't be there won't be but Actually, how
1: awesome would it be seeing sora fly like a tie fighter or something because or, the, not, or x-wing
0: see that like star wars is actually the one i'd prefer much over marvel uh yeah. if, if i if i were to be honest on that front um because star wars uh, you know has the right level of cheesy that it could pull off marvel um, the universe
1: wouldn't be cheesy
0: not like marvel cinematic universe isn't as cheesy as star wars come on come on uh, no i
1: mean definitely star wars is ridiculously
0: cheesy i don't
1: mm-hmm. think it, people appreciate how cheesy it really is yeah, Especially well, since I watched it recently, and I was like...
0: Part of the greatness of it.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like it's something... It's possible that if I had not seen, grown, grown up with Star Wars, if I was watching it for the first time today, I don't know if I'd be able to appreciate with, like, that sort of innate fervor. You, you know what I your mean? dirty
0: mouth. Okay, you know what? We are really, really uh, just off a tangent here.
1: Right, right. Let's but, talk about
0: powers. Let's talk about Powers. Powers.
1: Powers. So I, like, I've read you half go, the first you go issue first. Of, the, of the comic series. So I'm I'm not well versed on it. I've followed, like, the solicitations as they've come out. I know that it's gone through a few different permutations. Um, I, I understand the gist of what the book tries to accomplish. Uh, I've also been, as much as I really, really like Brian Michael Bendis as a person, <laughs> his, his published work has always, you know, kind of gone one way or the other with me um and often i guess i would say that it doesn't quite go in the right direction for me even that could just be a matter of taste he clearly has a lot of fans of his of the work itself um i i in, watching the episode the first episode i don't have access to the other ones but watching the first episode um it it, it does actually make me want to watch the read the book only to see where it diverges huh. or in part to see where it diverges um i there's something about the show that does make me want to watch the next episode um but it's not but in a way where it's like what what's the the closest example it I wanna hope that the show gets better. The first episode to me was very, very clunky not very inspired um and unfortunately when you have places like and i actually haven't seen any amazon content so i don't know exactly what level of production quality they put into their work um but but let's use netflix as a comparison and you feel like the shows that they put that they create specifically for netflix you know just seem to have very high production standards now I realize that this show wants to, in some way, capture the spirit of the comic, so it's there's going to be an innate ridiculousness to it, um, where it tries to juxtapose sort of the, 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 the straight, the straight up, you know, grim and gritty uh, crime drama with the sort of ridiculous, you know, colorful nature of the superheroes, but if it, the Flash and the and Arrow seem to have better production, you know, better usage of, like, CGI. Like, there's the scene where Walker runs out onto his um, his patio or whatever.
0: Balcony. Uh, his balcony, sorry.
1: In. And he sees the superheroes fighting in the distance, and it just looked bad.
0: It didn't, so here, I, I don't think it, it necessarily looked bad, but what we're used to like yes, it, like yes, it did. I think like if this okay, did, and, if... and I'm
1: not trying to compare it to like the Avengers or or, right. or, or well, Man of Steel I'm, I'm or anything. I'm like... I'm expecting it to be its own thing.
0: Right, but I'm saying like even on TV, like if you would if this if if you would put this on air like five years ago, we might laugh a little cheesy it is, but it would still be like oh man, that looked pretty good for like TV.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's five years ago. Right. Even TV shows today are proving that, especially with the right budget, that. They can go a long way, and this isn't like a cable drama that's necessarily impacted by ratings. you know i don't necessarily know you know where Netflix you know so far it seems like they've been fairly successful with all the stuff that they've put out, but technically their 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 income source is based solely on how many people subscribe to them now I don't know if PlayStation is expecting more people to sign up for like PlayStation Plus as a result of wanting to watch powers. But how the show actually makes money for PlayStation, I, I don't know. They obviously have to make money off of it in some way. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it comes off of that people, they're only getting, besides the various channels in which Sony makes money, uh, at least from PlayStation, they're only getting it from people who buy the systems and or subscribe to, to PlayStation Plus and then buy games through the PlayStation Store or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it's something where I I, I can only speculate It just feels like they could have invested more into this show. I I love the idea of juxtaposing a sort of grounded, gritty crime drama with an unashamed, ridiculous look at superheroes. But in this case, they really look like they're cosplaying poorly. Like they, they show like Olympia, uh, Olympia and Trip Hammer or something, and they just look stupid.
0: I, I will agree that from what we've seen so far of the costumes, very bad. <laughs> you know, and again, well, I, and well, I really,
1: and, and from what like from the the covers and and, and various like previews and stuff I've, I've read of, of the series, and you, and I'm I'm gonna let you get to kind of your perspective in a second. I realize that the book, you know, kind of plays up the the kind of flashy, ridiculous side of superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there's still a way they could have translated that better to this particular show. And Now, we've only watched the first episode. Like I said, there's something about it that makes you want to to continue on, but I won't say that it's because I'm overwhelmingly impressed.
0: Okay. Um, It's funny you mentioned Trip Hammer because Trip Hammer is supposed to essentially be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And when they showed him, I don't know, he just, he looked like a crazy old guy. Uh, like he's supposed to kind of be like, yeah, he's like definitely older. Cause he's a normal guy who uh, who is doing like the whole power suit thing. But I don't know. He always kind of had that like look of like, Oh, uh, like your dad's cool friend who has a motorcycle. And in this, he just looked like uh, your dad's friend that he goes golfing with. Sometimes now we haven't actually seen him in the show yet. Um, anyway, getting onto the bigger stuff. You know, I texted you that literally everything that you can think of is different. Uh, in the comic, there is no separate powers division. They are homicide detectives who specialize in power related crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny cause like through all of this, Dina being black is the smallest change <laughs> in, 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 the, in, in all of this. Um, in you know, and I'm I'm gonna kind of get I'm gonna go full spoilers for people. Um, if you know if you don't want to get any spoilers from the comic, and I because of the way things are different, I don't think that they're gonna hit these same points on the show. So don't really worry about it. Uh, if you're if you're more interested in that, um, but for the next like five minutes, if you're really into the comics, I'm just gonna go whole hog, guys. I really apologize if I say stuff you haven't heard. I'm I'm not too terribly far, so chances are you're further ahead than I am. Um, but anyway, uh wolf doesn't have powers in the comic wolf and christian both lost theirs because christian like attacked him and got him uh like uh took him to this new power dampening like technology that trip hammer was working on and kind of threw him into the power source and the resulting explosion stripped both christian walker and wolf of their powers and so that's why in the comics both christian walker and wolf are powerless um It comes up a few times in near the beginning that Christian Walker was diamond in the show. You can't go five minutes without anybody mentioning that he was diamond or that he had superpowers, more specifically himself mentioning Mm -hmm. that. Um, They also seem to be largely changing his origin. I don't know. Do you know Christian Walker's origin story? I know that
1: he was immortal.
0: It's like not even just that he's immortal. It's that he existed before like man did uh in the he's like
1: vandal savage or whatever
0: yeah like he was um he wasn't like he wasn't even a caveman he was uh whatever like evolved into humans he was like a, a like a ape like creature a walking or around yeah Cro-Magnon or something like, yeah he was chromagnum um and then he you know he turned into like a, a man and then started aging or not aging, but he started like living and he can't remember anything past like a normal lifespan. And then sometime mm-hmm. in the eighties, he loses his superpowers. They kind of hint that he's older in the show than, uh, than normal. Cause they say like, Oh, the Olympian was 75. It's like, he doesn't look 75 because powers age differently. So there's that hint that he is older, but I don't think they're going to go whole hog him being, uh, this being from before time. Right. Um, which, which is like, which is perfectly fine. I can understand why they wouldn't want to do that. Uh, other thing, like, uh, Zora is entirely different. Zora is also somebody who's incredibly old in the comic and, uh, her and Christian have known each other for years and years and years. Um, ever since like 16th century China, if not before then. Um, and like, this is the first time they're meeting in this first issue or this first episode. And she's, they, apparently they say this later on, she's 20 years old. Cause they really like make it seem like he is straight up like, uh, to catch a predator. Yeah. Her.
1: I like, I didn't really know anything about her and I was like, she seems really young. Yeah, So
0: apparently she's 20, but they make it seem like she's hanging out with people who are like supposed to be like 16, 17. Yeah. Um, Calista in the comic is seven years old and Christian saves her from being kidnapped and then kinda of takes her under his wing. Um retro girl dies really early on, which apparently that was something like the creator said, like we thought we were gonna run for twelve issues, we wouldn't have killed her off that quick, which is what everybody who runs a creator owned series says about a character they killed early on. Um that's like still going. Yeah. Like you know I'm thinking like Shane from The Walking Dead. Um spoiler alert guys, Shane dies and like issue it, six. It's, it's been out for a million years. Get over it. Um, but like Retro Girl dies instead of Olympia, um, and Callista eventually becomes Retro Girl. And there's this whole idea, which I really liked, that Retro Girl uh, was actually sort of the spirit, sort of like the Phoenix Force, um, like something that passes from girl to girl through generations, and they become Retro Girl. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's just kind of listing off a number of the differences. Now, my thoughts on the show are I'm not sure what I think about it yet. Um, And I actually signed up for the 14-day trial of uh, PlayStation Plus. I've actually always wanted to get PlayStation Plus. I just uh, haven't bitten the bullet on it yet. Mm -hmm. So this might, you know, lend me towards that. But this will then give me a way to watch the next couple episodes and, you know, the the, uh, fourth and the fifth as they come out. Um, and it seems like what they're from, what I'm able to pick up from people, uh, and from talking to some folks and online that they're focusing more on that, uh, powers in this world are celebrities and they, you know, there's like the whole celebrity culture surrounding them. Um, which I actually kind of like, uh, Mm -hmm. when they were talking about like the powers kids, which I thought was a really stupid name. But, uh, you know, you have like the, the powers kids, like the ones who, um, you know, they don't do anything with their powers. They're just showing off and it's all a status symbol for them. And they're trying to go viral. The show was a little on the nose at times. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely one of those points, but I, I do kind of like that idea of, you know, kind of playing off the millennials. Like you have so many now who are like, oh, how many likes do I have on my, you know, on my Facebook post? Uh, And kind of turning that into, if people had superpowers, it would be how many people think my superpower is the coolest. Um, And how many people like me and see the stuff that I do online. Um, So there are definitely aspects of this that I really like. And, you know, when you have Eddie Izzard in your show, uh, you know he's going to be bigger than Wolf was. Um, Because the idea with Christian Walker, yeah, Christian Walker was Cro-Magnum and then through all this time. But so was Wolf. And he and Wolf have been in each other's throats since you know the beginning of time um and like they you know like he hate like wolf has just been hounding him forever and you know they hate each other um and so you know but in the in the comic again this is another uh, another thing like eventually uh wolf tries to get his powers back but it twists him and like distorts him and ends up uh, Christian Walker ends up kind of like killing him where he ends up dying, like near Christian Walker. Uh, and that kind of like really, really devastates him. Just the reminder of it all. It's really, actually really great storyline. Um, I hate that. I just ruined it for you.
1: Uh, so late and late. No, um,
0: keep going. but you know, he's going to like, he's going to be um, just around and he's going to be a character. He's going to escape, which Eddie Izzard has already mentioned. Uh, that wolf is going to get out. And so that's going to be a whole thing. So it's its its own beast. And I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first issue was kind of a shock to the system because I didn't read up on it a lot. I didn't catch up on what was going on. So I didn't know what was going to be different. And so just to have everything be so drastically different right there off the bat um, is you know, fine. But for someone like me who has a familiarity with the with the, with the source, it was just like, Whoa, wait a minute. I need a little time to get my grounding. So I'm going to continue on with the next few episodes to really get what my feelings are because what, Mm -hmm. you know, what they've done, um, you know, the, the storyline they kind of set up with Wolf is actually fairly interesting. Uh, Johnny Royale, his storyline also different, pretty interesting. Their storylines. I don't like, I really don't like this version of Christian Walker. Uh, you know, I really liked in the comic that he was a true blue hero. When he lost his powers, he wanted to keep helping people, so he became a cop. Um, I'm not that motivation doesn't feel like it's there for this Christian Walker. He's very he's just kind of
1: begrudgingly.
0: Yeah, he's he's very angry all the time. Um, he really looks down on people. And um, in you know, in the comic, he would have his moments of anger, but he's so stoic most of the time, and just you know, kind of lets it. I'll hide under the surface. He's like, he's very composed. And this is like, not a, like, this is a man who just wears his emotions on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'm ever really going to like like that. Like everything else I can get over. Um, but when you have a character that I, you know, that you like really well and to see that they change him entirely, I don't know if I can really get over that, which is kind of sad to say, I'll, I'll do my best to appreciate him as in this interpretation, but I don't know. It's not going to distract me. from If I like the show, it's not going to stop me uh, from watching it because there's characters on shows all the time that I really dislike who were main characters that I kept up with on the show because I really liked what was going on or I really liked other characters. Um, so I'll probably report back next week after I've watched episodes 2, 3, and I think 4 will be out. So if I have time to watch you know, the 2, 3, and 4, I'll kind of update my thoughts uh, on uh on powers the series um but you know for right now it's getting mixed reviews um on its own merits it does have its issues there was one line that i really disliked uh which was when um when he's leaving that like that house in zora um it's like no you know uh, Calista was right. Your name is Walker now, as in someone who walks because they can't fly. And then she like storms in. I expected her to, pop, to, had her, to like pop her head out and be like, "Get it, because your name is Walker, and you walk." And then like close the door and then open it again, and be like, "And you used to have powers, but you don't anymore, so you can't fly." It's like, okay, you didn't need to explain that so thoroughly. Um, just saying. Uh, probably... No,
1: it it the, the script was it was. And that's why I kind of want to see the next couple of episodes. It, it seems very rough again. I I guess I'm kind of falling back on the whole production side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like I don't know anything about Dina Pilgrim. I I don't so I I also don't care that like they they cast the black actress um in the role well and, 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 you know, and, and then what I've been reading I've been trying to follow up and it, it seems like she captures the spirit of the character no very she, well. she absolutely
0: does I, and, I, and I should comment on that that um you know I appreciate casting as we talked about last week I like casting when they get the core of the character correct and I could care less about the exterior so that was definitely a, a casting that is well done. And I, you know, I, I do like her, but she, okay. Sorry. She seems
1: really young. should be in the position she's in. I guess that's what it kept throwing me around is like, like, there's a scene where she gets dropped off at the house and I realized that she is like younger than Christian. Um, but it just, it literally felt like he was hanging out with a kid the whole time.
0: See, I didn't get that necessarily from her. Um, I don't know. She seemed, fine on that respect uh there's one thing i was going to say about her um sorry and i know you were in the middle of a thought process and i apologize That's basically it. Um, oh okay well uh she felt like such a side character in this first episode where the comic is all about them as partners and they're kind of on equal footing and it spends its time pretty well between the two of them but this show really felt like it was all about uh about christian And she was just kind of there. So I'm curious to see if that dynamic changes and if they shift their attention more evenly between the two, which I would really like. Um, and I think that would give the show a little, I think it needs kind of the the breathing room. It needs some focus on the ordinary folk, um, Mm -hmm. probably strongest point of the pilot, you know, to say some good stuff is when, uh, um, is, is Calista actually as weird as it is for me that Callista was a seven-year-old innocent kid who became retro girl because retro she had these powers and retro girl is really cool to now this like 16 year old who was hooking up with a 75 year old superhero Blah. um i i kind of i kind of get her character and i kind of like her character uh and i get her struggle and i uh the scene when she throws herself off the roof. Cause she thinks that'll activate her power, and then Christian jumps after her. Like I thought, best moment of the pilot.
1: That that was an interesting scene. I I will say that it it caught me off guard, but and, I I liked it. And
0: so maybe I, maybe the Christian I like is in there, you know,
1: somewhere. And Charlotte Copley is just a very intense, he kind, is of, kind intense. of crazy guy, you know. I, especially I've mostly seen him through the the work he does with uh, uh, Neil Blomkamp, um, but
0: oh, that's what he, I know him from.
1: From District Nine, Elysium. He's the did voice you, of Chappie, hear... and Chappie, though I Ooh, haven't seen which Chappie yet. Chappie's
0: not good. Um, did you hear what? uh, an, uh Neil Blomkamp said about uh, Elysium. What he said that he messed it up, and he really wished he could do it over again.
1: Interesting. What did he mess up about it?
0: Uh, he just thought like it wasn't uh, as as well told as he would have liked it to be.
1: Interesting. There's like now, there's, there's some interviews now, out there. You can did check you out. see Chappie?
0: I haven't seen Chappie yet. Uh, last I checked, bad. I know well, it hasn't
1: gotten great reviews. Well, I hope people say that they really liked it. Okay, let's, I'm let's, still interested in seeing it. I just you know, I realized see. that I, I I sat when the first time I saw Elysium, there was something about that. Like I just remember I remember seeing District Nine with my dad. And just, like, being on the edge of my seat by the end of the film, just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. District 9
0: was fantastic.
1: But but with Elysium, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, uh, it's not bad, you know, but I wasn't, like, in love with it. I've watched it a couple of times, just it was, like, on, Mm -hmm. um, and I would, like, sit through it. I was like, you know, I actually appreciate it a lot more as time goes on. Um, But, yeah, I've been excited to see Chappie, and I'm sad to see that it's getting getting negative reviews. So, yeah,
0: it's got a uh, 28% critic score which when they're that low I tend to kind of like you know see what the opinions are Uh, 66% of audience liked it which means that it does have an appeal to it Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that's surprising me is that currently out of how many critics uh, okay so out of 45 reviews so far Disney's new Cinderella movie has an 89%
1: has a what? 89%.
0: 89%.
1: The new Cinderella?
0: Yeah, the live-action one. Now, to its credit, I didn't realize this, Kenneth Branagh's directing it. Okay, so he's good. Yeah, He's good. Yeah, directed Thor. Uh, anyway, back on uh, Chappie, Neil Blomkamp, what were we saying?
1: Um, oh, just where, you know, what, what my experience with Shrouto Copley. Um, he was very rugged. I, I guess he was kind of the epitome of what I felt through the whole episode was I didn't like anyone. Yeah, I, uh, I, there was there was like no, I didn't necessarily like Callista. I was like, shut yeah. up.
0: Yeah, I didn't You're know if kind I didn't. Of yeah, you know, she's just the and, one that I that I'm a little intrigued by, and I I think I understand the most. She
1: she world. was intriguing. I will admit that the actress had a certain charisma to her that I was drawn to. Mm-hmm. But so so did Charlton Copley. He's just a very there's something very charismatic about him. Not necessarily in the the traditional sense of charisma, but but at the same time, I just I was like like it. I'm it's almost like. Is I'm almost as disinterested in 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 like dickhead characters, like the gruff dickhead characters, as I am children <laughs> I'm just like get the chip off your shoulder, uh, you know, sing kumbaya and get over it. Hey. Um, so I I I struggled with a lot of the characters. I liked Dina Pilgrim, um, N- Nina Haywood. I I know her last name's Haywood. I'm struggling to think of her first name, you know. But again, I kept thinking I kept thinking that if you weren't like Charlto Copley that, like, everyone else in the show was a kid.
0: Susan Hayward.
1: S- Susan Hayward. Um, like, I just... I kept thinking, I was, like, she's in, like, the morgue, or she's, like, like talking to the, like, the Powers kids, or whatever, and I just kept thinking, like, aren't you a little young
0: she to is, be a cop? She, like, is she just very, seems young. She's very rough around the edges, uh, for sure.
1: And, and part of that could be the script. Part of that could be the production value. It's not and maybe it's because I, I, I've been inadvertent well, I wouldn't say inadvertently and has been watching a lot of Law & Order Special Victims Unit uh-huh. so and I don't want to say that that colored my perception going in um, but it, it did it just there's just something about the whole production that just felt off like there wasn't enough investment in it um, that people almost had to be convinced to be involved um, yeah. that's, that's a little strong to say I, I shouldn't say that it just I do think that this first episode struggled, but the redeeming quality of it is that there's something about it that makes me want to watch more. And the mm-hmm. the fact that I'm you know that I feel this kind of ambivalent about it, but I'm still willing to invest more of my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's not necessarily a resounding vote of confidence, but there's enough there that it's worth exploring. I think it's a universe worth exploring. I I guess like I, I even want to go and read the comics. Mm-hmm. you know in part because of this show, so you know there's there's money spent there um but but at the same time, like I think the show the next couple of episodes are gonna have to I might try the fourteen day trial or whatever it was just mm-hmm. so that I can watch the first couple the next couple of episodes and then decide if I'm willing to invest you know place i don't I don't really need play, since, play playstation plus right now, I certainly don't need another monthly um charge mm-hmm. but uh i well it's, would, it's I, not about monthly charge you, it's a one-time fee is it's like 15 bucks for one time how uh, much is
0: it it's a 50 for a year and there's uh, like there's and you can do a one month and a three month
1: oh well i mean i probably only do it long enough to actually be able to consume the whole show
0: which i think would be the three months which i don't remember the price point on that but it might be like 20 bucks
1: which in in that case um um
0: you get free stuff
1: they then Sony's winning if they get me to spend the money because that's probably what they're looking for people to sign up for.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: um, Powers, I give it. A, if I had to put a grade on, I don't really like doing this, but for some reason I'm feeling compelled to do it. Okay. I probably give it a C.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like that's fair. You know, I'm looking now um, at the cast, and I have to say, like, there's some actors in here who uh, have got, you know, they got some really good stuff under their belt um charlotte copley susan hayward's kind of an unknown um adam godley's done some good stuff uh but i mean you know, you have noah taylor noah taylor's kind of one of those that guys he's a super creep he you know he played johnny royale uh and i thought as far as translation goes like that was probably one of the best um because royale always really kind of struck me as this sort of sleazy guy and and noah taylor plays that like just dead on um, really kind of made me feel uncomfortable several times, and, you know, of course, like Eddie Izzard. Um, so I think a C is a, is a fair rating for that first episode. Um, I think maybe next, next week you and I will have seen a couple more, and maybe we can say some other thoughts.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I'd like to follow up on it.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Well, is there any other uh, stuff from this week that you want to talk about or do you want to move on to other things?
1: Let's move on. All right. Uh, A special shout-out to to Southern Cross. I know it's Uh, kind of one of the books that was kind of on the radar uh, for some people. mm -hmm. Um, It's by by Becky Cloonan and – oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. uh, Uh, Nate Bellinger? No, Andy Bellinger. Bellinger. I think it's Andy. Andy Bellinger uh, doing the art. Interesting side note, they were engaged to be married. Hmm. and are no longer together
0: huh
1: but they're creating this book well also they in the interview I read with them they want people to know that they are single but they're okay. working on this book together doesn't matter I just thought that was interesting it's interesting because um, yeah. they're they, in the, in the middle of the interview the interviewer is congratulating them on being married or whatever and they're just like uh I see a lot of people seem to think that we got married but we actually got we 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 aren't engaged anymore hmm. um anyway uh the short version of Southern Cross is it's kind of a Ridley Scott, Blade Runner-esque, you know, uh, grim and gritty sci-fi universe that takes place on essentially a uh, interstellar oil rig, uh, something along those lines. Oh, like transportation. Its, transportation, whatever, on its way to the, the Moon Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about a sister, uh, a woman trying to find out the, the mystery behind why her sister was killed. Um, I... Through reading it, uh, I like the I like the art. It's it's kind of
0: almost Paul Popish. You like the giant eyes. The giant eyes are in your uh, in your real house. To,
1: to totally, uh, yeah, the, the giant eyes are okay. Um, probably manga inspired, but um, I, I don't necessarily have a great bead on the main character Alex, except that she's obviously angry, and I guess I would be too if I had to. Stick it out on a oil rig across space, you know, and uh, in the wake of my sister's death.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, she's got an edge to her. I'm curious. I'm I am curious i i do not really really care about a lot of the the crew. But it wasn't until I got to the last page that it makes me think like this is going to be more than just your typical humdrum murder mystery. Mm-hmm. There's something you read it right? Yeah, 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 you, yeah you did. Yeah. So uh, basically, I, I wasn't. I wasn't something that I, I thought I was going to want to run out and buy the second issue. I wouldn't say I'm going to run out and buy it when mm-hmm. it comes out. But I could be coaxed into buying it, just given that the last page kind of makes the situation interesting.
0: I agree. I agree uh, with and th- that. That's
1: basically what I have to say on it. Yeah,
0: um, I, don't, yeah I don't have a, a ton to say. Um, I'm willing to give anything Becky Cloonan does a shot uh, because of demo. I kind of wish that she would do art on something though i really really like her art like the, I, I like the cover of this book more than i like the interior art um and that's not just, uh, yeah, i mean
1: yeah the cover's great
0: not just because it's becky clunan just because i really like her art and i thought the artist uh who did it was fine some of the panel layout and that could also be uh i mean you know it's create her own book the artist and the and the writer both have say in stuff so i'm not sure who's who this would lay on. Um, but some of the panel layout was really confusing in parts of this book. Um, but, which, you know, just kind of like sucks on a read through, but I'm, you know, I'm curious. This might be one that I check out when volume one, I don't know how long it's supposed to run for. Apparently it's going
1: to be ongoing for a while.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, when volume one, uh, drops, I'd probably be more inclined to get that than, uh, then stick it out on a month to month basis. Uh, But let's move on, and, uh, you know, before we get into all this juicy news we have, um, I think that, Nick, I have to uh, throw all of your family into the nexus of realities and scatter them. uh, It's going to be a Howard the Duck quiz. It's going to be a Howard the Duck quiz. (sighs) Oh, man, you can do this. I believe in you. Are you ready? I'm ready. In what comic did howard the duck first appear
1: uh man thing
0: no adventure what? into fear
1: oh yeah but man thing was involved i think.
0: <laughs> he was but that doesn't mean that he
1: adventure into fear who adventures into fear
0: name one of the two creators of howard the duck
1: steve gerber
0: yeah see i gave you one don't say i never did anything for you you see how angry I sound right now. Yeah. Well, here's one you might also get. What form of martial arts is Howard the Duck a master of? Quack Fu. Yep. See, look, I gave you two. Yeah.
1: I almost thought I was joking when I said that.
0: <laughs> no, as it turns out, uh, that was an actual thing. Uh, during the events of Fear itself, Howard formed the team called the Fearsome Four, including what four? three other three heroes.
1: He created a team called the Fearsome Four?
0: Mm-hmm. He forms a uh, team.
1: Um, was Man-Thing one of them?
0: Man-Thing was not one of them. They were attempting to stop Man-Thing.
1: Really? Okay. Uh, was a woman named Amanda one of them? No. Okay, I get nothing.
0: It was She-Hulk, Frankenstein's Monster, and Nighthawk. Damn.
1: Well, it's interesting that She-Hulk and him have previous history, uh, given her appearance in his book. Well,
0: she, um, She-Hulk has—he has a ton of uh, history with She-Hulk.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that.
0: That's uh, actually his attorney. I can't—I can't know everything. Yeah. Um. Let's see. How am I going to phrase this question? This is your final question. Everything lays on this. Okay. Uh. Let's see. how to phrase this question Hmm. during the events of civil war. uh, Okay. During the events of civil war, something happened to cause the government to label the how label Howard, the duck as what?
1: In civil war, they labeled him a
0: certain way. The government labeled him a certain way. Well, the government had a certain mm. policy regarding Howard the Duck. And what was that policy?
1: Don't mess with. Um, I don't know what the policy was. A non. I don't know. I can't. I. I it's like I. I. I remember there being a Howard the Duck story, a mm-hmm. short story or something, during the Civil War time. But I can't remember what his part was.
0: <clears> hmm. <throat> the policy was that Howard the duck does not exist. (laughs) Interesting. Yep. Uh,
1: Mark Millar licks goats.
0: Yeah. Mark Millar licks goats. Eventually his attorney, Jennifer Walters successfully restores his citizenship, including all relevant responsibilities. Um, because he was excited because there'd be no more parking tickets, no taxes, no jury duty. (laughs) Uh, anyway that is the howard the duck quiz that you failed and uh, now you're I hope my family
1: enjoys the trip
0: yeah who knows where they're going the nexus of all realities does <laughs> and it's uh it's probably going to be painful hey look at some news we got some news regarding supergirl the new supergirl, supergirl show girl
1: yeah the the new suit was revealed and mm-hmm. i like it
0: the suit is really good uh it it kept with a lot of really, it has a very retro classic 1950s look to it. Um, And it also like updates it in a way that removes the, like, you know, the things that could possibly be like, make her seem sexually objectified, like no shown midriff. And they gave her tights to wear.
1: Yeah. It's the tights things that makes it interesting. In a lot of ways, it's not necessarily the, the the, the, the whole package. It's not necessarily a modern look
0: it's modern the and retro away, all at once it's it's crazy. it's
1: it's kind of traditional classic supergirl like mm-hmm. not midras supergirl like before that like old school supergirl mm-hmm. so there's something um, homely's not the right word traditional it's just traditional then you add in the tights and it's like oh my god like every girl wears tights nowadays leggings jeggings yoga pants whatever like they all wear
0: them it i don't think people still wear jeggings nick i think you're a little out of the time there
1: <laughs> I am but the fact that she's wearing tights you know just form fitting pant appendages um, <laughs> um, it kind of like it updates it in such a simple yet effective way mm-hmm. um, it remains to see how functional it is in action uh, I'm not saying functional as if it's going to be the primary driving force like how does this look in battle you know, but it, I'm just, I, I think it works. I think the boots, well, I think the boots could have been streamlined a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, it's, it's just, it's a little funny with like Spider Gwen uh, and some of the, the more, uh, the new Spider Woman costume, like some of the, the new more utilit or back girl, that's the new utilitarian costumes are coming out. Now, that's great for characters who aren't necessarily super powerful, like Batgirl or, and even Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen's costume actually isn't that utilitarian. But um, it's not necessarily an outfit that is super reflective of the modern girl. You know, and I'm not saying that I'm looking for the – mid. You know, the, and I'm talking yeah, about because the, we, the girls have on the wrong pulls, side of the tracks. You have I'm your about... straight
0: up on uh, what the modern girl is looking for.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not talking about like like I said, not the girls like the the modern girl on like the wrong side of the tracks. I'm, I'm talking about like something along like the Spider Gwen lines or or the Batgirl lines. Um, you know, Supergirl like Superman is a character where they could literally be naked and it would be it would it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be appropriate, but it wouldn't necessarily not make sense given that they're fairly impervious to harm mm-hmm. so they don't necessarily need armor or some utilitarian aspect to their outfit they can kind of be inspiring i wouldn't say that i look at her and i feel inspired i hope that there's a whole legion of young girls who watch the show and feel inspired by her, well, well, one,
0: one thing one thing i really liked is when they, there's you know there's the one shot of her in the full costume and the, the other shot of like just sort of a close-up um, on you know on her face uh, like not face but like the uh, like the bust shot um where she's kind of looking off to the side and she has this little smile on her face and she has this like this very optimistic look like first of all it looks like she's enjoying that she's you know taking these photos and being supergirl mm-hmm. but like just that optimistic look is so great to see and so fun um and yeah it just like looks like this is gonna be uh somebody who who is going to inspire and who's going to have like within within the realm of the show as supergirl who is going to be um uh you know, who's going to be an optimistic superhero who wants to bring hope to the people.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually really excited for that show. I really want to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that's all I got. It looks cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course we also just uh earlier today got a look some on, on set photos of uh Melissa Benoist also uh as Kara Danvers um, so we got a look of what she's going to look like, uh, when she's not in the costume, uh, with still with clothes on you perverts. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, people, people were kind of talking like, you know, how is she going to like hide herself? How is she going to look different? Well, yes, she's doing, she's going to have her hair pulled back and she's going to have glasses and she's going to wear, you know, clothes that aren't as form fitting and a little more, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but I think it looks, you know, it looks fine. She looks like just as fine as Kara Danvers. And really they don't, she, from, from the shots that we're seeing doesn't, you know, I would not immediately know looking at her and then the picture of Supergirl like, Oh, that's the exact same person, you know, like just, at a glance. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's something where there's some merit to the, the, the fairly minimalist, uh, um, Undercover look I should mm-hmm. say I'm, I'm kind of struggling trying to find the words but
0: uh, I, I get like that's the secret identity and uh, and you and I were kind of talking before the show um, about you know just think of like people you know or people you've met and it's like oh man they look so much like this one celebrity but they're obviously not that one celebrity uh, so you know, it's reasonable that there would be people who would look like the superheroes um, that aren't you know the superheroes. So, I don't know. I think people get uh, get their like panties in a twist over nothing. Um, anyway, <laughs> Melissa Benoit looking good as Supergirl. Kara Danvers, very excited for the show. There's been a lot of casting news we haven't really talked about. Uh, Dean Cain's going to be in it.
1: Yeah, some of the old Superman-related characters, Superman and Supergirl. The, the, the woman that played uh, Supergirl in the original movie uh, is going to be in it, um, mm-hmm. I believe.
0: Yeah and uh people are kind of wondering who they're going to be uh one theory that I really like is that they're going to be her parents on Krypton. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- like they're the ones that send her off. Just Well, I think they the they, cast, they
1: they did cast her mother, her Kryptonian mother. Uh and I don't think she's one of them. Um well, but I could Coop. see I could see the the the, the Dean Kane, was it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Dean Kane and uh who's the one that played Lois Lane? It's like the adventures from from Lois and Clark. Oh, I don't remember um, her name. I could see them if they might be. They might show Jor El and laura L um, in uh, Lara, Lara Zor El in flashbacks, so that they could be playing the parents of Superman. And apparently, they're also looking to cast Superman for the show.
0: Yeah. Um, so I hadn't really kept on, it, but that that would kind of I think put a squash on this being uh, in the same arrow flash universe um but the idea i guess is that she's inspired by her cousin uh and decides to take up superheroing um i'm hoping that superman is more of a you know every few episodes character or just someone she goes to looking for advice uh instead of like oh all the time superman's just hanging out and we might as well just call this the superman show Mm -hmm. i don't don't think they're gonna do i think they're gonna be they'll handle it well yeah, they, they obviously, they've got a plan. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, Berlanti knows what he's doing when it comes to these superhero shows. Um, Let's see. Other things. Other uh, the new Daredevil things. trailer. New Daredevil trailer. Definitely Pretty. opens up
1: more of the world. It's um, coming
0: up soon, man.
1: I, I'm so excited for it. The more I see of it, the more I get really jazzed about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Netflix is killing it, man. People who have not watched the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yet you haven't out. watched it. Oh, it's so, funny. It's so uh, funny!
1: I I will add it to my list.
0: Yeah. Uh. Anyway, but I'm very excited for uh for Daredevil, and I I, I hadn't got to see Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin yet. Uh. He looks he looks big, he looks imposing. Big.
1: He obviously he's not going to be the the typical looking Wilson Fisk, but I mean they 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 got him, and, and this is as someone who said, like who still who actually enjoyed um. Michael Clark Duncan playing Kingpin in the Ben Affleck one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that as far as faithfulness to the source material, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is like Donofrio. pitch perfect casting. Pitch perfect. Um, everything about it in the trailer is just being teased up. Very well. And that line about the, uh, how one man's evil doesn't, doesn't make, make you good? good.
0: Oh, that was so good. Like that. If that's the tone they're going with, where. You know, Daredevil thinks that beating up people, uh, you know, taking that look sort of at the at the fear aspect of him, mm-hmm. um, and being like, you know, just because you just cause you're hunting down criminals doesn't n- make you a hero. If you you know, if you still do questionable bad things. activities, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: it it really throws a wrench in the whole thing. It's very Frank Miller, though. I don't think it's a line that came from Frank Miller comics. If if it was, then someone mm-hmm. please correct me, but it's that line just like changed the whole, my whole perspective on the show mm-hmm. uh, and gets me very, very excited for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, greed. Very, very cool stuff coming uh, April 10th. So look out for that. Uh, Archie grows the dark line uh, circle of comics with hangman. Ooh, Hangman. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't, uh, I've, I've been aware of the Dark Circle versions of the, the, the Red Circle characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read the first couple of issues, and this was prior to that being rebranded as Dark Circle, um, but uh, Dean Haspel and Mark Wade had done um, The Fox.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was pretty good uh, what I read. Uh, and I know that since then it's become – there's a new miniseries out. It's been rebranded as Dark Circle. There's a new The Shield, and then there was – there's Hangman now, and there was The Hood? Black Hood, I think. Okay. Um, They're old characters. They're, they were Archie characters. Um, I think they – I don't know if they started in the 60s. Maybe they did start in the 40s. It's, it's, just, um, it's just
0: weird that Archie now has a line that they're like, here's where we're going to do adult-oriented stuff and i'm like it's archie. archie's
1: been changing a lot over the last few years though okay. with like the afterlife with archie and uh, hey, with they've, uh, they've roberto been... sarcasa becoming their editor and i think he became editor-in-chief
0: and, and it's actually been working for them you know archie archie is a brand that uh is still around and apparently still relevant
1: yeah because... i mean he's it's a it's a reliable thing people still seek out archie and now they're finding new ways to
0: expand
1: expand uh, try new things, be daring, you know, so not only are they reliable but they, 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 they can shake things up, they can make noise as much as any other company, mm-hmm. and of course archie 's still publishing Sonic and Mega Man
0: comics which are, are doing pretty well
1: yeah um, um, it's just
0: th- this statement is interesting because this is coming from a guy who worked on a contract uh, for Archie Comics, said the following. This isn't Superman or Spider-Man. Hell, it's not even Batman. This is raw and violent and dirty and real bleepin' disgusting. This is the devil and demons and serial killers and the vile disgusting parts of ourselves we don't like to talk about. And yet, this is also about redemption. Oh, by the way, just in case uh, you were wondering, spoiler alert, yeah, a crap load of people are gonna get hanged all um, right yeah it's uh, yeah that yeah. sounds
1: that sounds like a vertigo or max well, or whatever book like I mean, it's
0: the artist uh worked on wolverine max so jo- who is it it's uh felix uh ruiz
1: okay all right i think he has kind of a, a jock look to him
0: okay yeah if that promo image is done by him it's interesting um yeah frank uh Thierry is the writer he, he recently did red Sonia the black tower um yeah this is uh uh, this is you know i i didn't really know this line existed and i'm not saying this book necessarily makes me want to but i'm curious to kind of peek my eye that way and see what's going on Mm -hmm. um we'll see we'll see we will see uh so wrapping up our news with a couple of uh, bits of dc news uh this they, is
1: coming out of the, the June sort of kind of relaunch where DC is kind of going a whole new creative direction as far as how they approach their characters, their universe, and their creators.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, take it away.
0: So just real quick, Gene uh, Luen Yang has promised there is a secret that is to be revealed for Superman. Uh, Nick, what is your guess on the secret?
1: My vibe is his secret identity. Oh, because the cover that accompanied it shows him, like, with his clothes, his civilian clothes, uh, ragged, uh, with his Superman uh, clothes sticking out. And that just seems like like where they're going. And it it sounds like DC's, like, just kind of was, like, just like everyone just go bonkers like well, they sounds like they're just saying all right you know what we got a lot of flack and criticism for being like overly micromanaging and alienating a lot of people and etc cetera, etc cetera, and trying to play i uh, how did Jim Lee put it in an interview um like well, a one flavor mm-hmm. you know and now it's um the same character's different flavor something like that i don't know but
0: well, um, and yeah.
1: it, it sounds like, cause there's like, like the 24 books that are incoming and then there's like the 25 books that are sticking around. Um, and it sounds like with the books that are sticking around for June, they're coming back in June. Like everyone's kind of come back and saying like, go freaking crazy.
0: Well, I was reading a uh, Scott Snyder talk about it as well. And he said that the story that they're going to do post end game is one that, uh, he's, you know, he's wanted to do for a while. Um, but everything he's had to do so far with DC is, he, you know, he's had to fight. Him and, him and Capullo have had to go, uh, you know, go to the mattress over and over again with DC to get some of the, you know, the best stuff about their run out there. Um, uh, like like in uh, in issue five when the, the page turns, yeah. um, DC really didn't want them to do that. And Capullo, like, really pushed for it and, you know, people... Lauded that it's this amazing thing, and I, you know, I do think it's really, really great, and I, I'm one of those that, people. That who issue was, is
1: definitely still one of my highlights for their run. Uh,
0: who thought it was amazing, and uh, and so when he came kind of with this next storyline, he said that DC, as far as like he was going, uh, was like, you know, do whatever you want. You know, people have loved what you're doing, like just go for it um and i remember like he was tweeting a lot about this i guess this summit they came away from and he was just saying that he was just so excited about what dc had just presented him and the other creators with where it was this very like it was this very creator focused idea where like we really we want to hear your ideas and we want to go with them um so yeah i'm really excited to see uh what's going on so we you know uh superman is going to have some big secret uh come to light that i Probably gonna be his identity, but also something weird and crazy is gonna go on in Batman. Post Endgame, where
1: he looks like a Mecha Rabbit.
0: Yep. Uh, I have no idea what it's going to be, but that drawing's actually pretty cool.
1: It is very cool, and it makes me very curious about how Endgame goes. And one of the things I liked that Scott Snyder had said in an interview was, um that this was a story that he kind of envisioned as an elseworlds like a alternate reality story like this is something Mm -hmm. they would never allow you to do in the main book and that because of this whole new approach to dc that he pitched it basically and said well i was supposed to leave the book with endgame but now um he said they're on to at
0: least 52 with this next story
1: yeah And, And, and now and now it's like because dc kind of had has had this like course change it's something where i pitched it not thinking it would be approved and they're like Mm -hmm. yeah go so
0: so here's what it is endgame was designed to be my last story on batman but i stayed after but if i stayed after endgame it needed to be transformative where everything was put aside and reinvented it's going to be a new cast i can say we're going to bring in characters you haven't seen in batman before we're also going to play a lot with the other books characters from we are robin and batgirl um, I actually the idea of just calling it all new Batman for a while because it's that different. Uh, I can also tell you it's going to be all new villains. I want to go back in the spirit we had when we were creating Court of Owls, that there's new villains, new threats, new cast. So what, I mean, what's it going to be? We don't know, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm very curious. Uh, and I really like want to see somebody make this uh bat suit for a cosplay and or this bat bunny suit and have it look awesome because uh, the bat
1: bunny that's definitely what's going to go down in in history is known as is the, the bat, bat bunny.
0: bunny we'll see i mean we'll see what you know what's going to happen what's this all going to look like i mean we can speculate a lot now whatever i just i hope that you know what he's saying this is really transformative and that at the end of his run when all's uh said and done we don't just go back to status quo Um, obviously I think, I think things are going to be really weird, but, um, to have whatever this new stuff is kind of meld with the old stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're setting out from here on out with a brand new Batman could be really cool and really exciting, uh, depending on what all is happening, but that remains to be seen, uh, in June and beyond and we'll be here talking about it.
1: Yes, we will.
0: Yes, we will. Nick, any other thoughts? Anything else?
1: Nope. Well, I do not
0: have any thoughts.
1: I surprisingly have very few.
0: Oh, oh, hey ho. Uh, In that case, you want to give us a recommendation?
1: I am trying to think of something. Do you have a recommendation?
0: I don't know if I do either, and I can't. Uh, one of us has to recommend something. Come on. What? Well,
1: I, don't, I don't know if we have to recommend something. I don't you're think it's a, a quota that has to be. Filled.
0: You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, but you know, it's something that we've been doing. So if it's... you
1: like Scott Pilgrim, check out the colored editions. That's well, my recommendation.
0: Actually, those are really good. I'm, you know, I'm gonna give you that one. Boom. Um, boom. Uh, well, if you. Uh, you know what? Okay. Here we go. Got a recommendation. You ready for this?
1: Is this something that we already talked about previously in the show? It's oh, not... zing.
0: Oh yeah. Like you haven't done that like a bunch of times as well. <sighs> uh, no, oh, it's much. actually going to, and I think, uh, I think you can find them on YouTube. Um, if not, you can like rent them for pretty cheap off of YouTube. I'm pretty sure. But what I'm going to recommend is the, uh, adult swim, um, sorry, the robot chicken DC specials if you have never uh, gone and watched those they're actually really really funny uh there's a lot of play on a bunch of old silver age stories i've played a bunch of clips from some of the scenes like in in pre-show stuff Uh, but i watch it and i and i really and i really crack up um at a lot of what they're doing uh so that's uh seth green uh seth green's show over an adult swim um stop motion animation with action figures so it's these old like really old like 70s and 80s uh, of versions of like Batman, Superman, and and the rest. Uh, and you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be laughing. You're gonna be having a good time. There are 11 minutes. So, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of your day, you're not losing much. Uh, but you're gaining some, uh, some, some good laughs and, you know, laughter will make you, uh, live forever. At least I think that's what I, uh, if I understand, um, the ending of uh, the wake correctly or is that crying i don't know maybe you'll laugh so hard you'll cry <sighs> what was
1: that book that uh, in the wake yeah where the tears or yeah. something
0: it was our memories nick our memories were in the
1: tears i still don't get the ending
0: okay anyway uh if you wish to email us and explain it to us or email us your thoughts on powers or anything we talked about Uh, Please do that at heckyacomics at gmail.com. You can find out more about the show, previous episodes, uh, all of that at heckyacomics.com. You can also follow us on Twitter to catch when the latest uh, episodes come out uh, at heckyacomics. You can find me on Twitter at Davluz. You can find Nick. Uh, attempting to uh, jump through the nexus of realities to save his loved ones, Um, but he probably won't. It'll be tragic, but I'll I'll find someone to replace him by next week. Thanks. Uh, You know, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Uh, And aside from that, uh, if you enjoyed the show, then please tell your friends. And if you hated it, then please tell your enemies. Until next time, goodbye.
1: Later. worst episode ever.